Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 109. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biding. We're here each and every week to give you all the latest and greatest that's going on in the world of Apple. And, of course, the iPhone, the iPad now. And we also like to answer your questions related to any of the Apple products. And we're going to start doing all of that right now. Chris, my friend, what's going on in the world of Apple today? <sighs> yeah, there's all uh, sorts of stuff going on. You know what? I, I, I think instead of starting with the news, I think you said something about drama yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, as of right now, I have refrained and deleted my account on Foursquare. Yeah. And I'm probably going to delete my account on Gowalla. Okay. And I will probably never mention where I am at any given time on Twitter ever again. Oh, okay. Explain. Okay. So yesterday I went to lunch. Yes. And uh, I, I didn't drive. My car was in the parking lot at work. And I rode up to an area of town called Clifton with uh, two guys that I work with. Yeah. And sat down. And both myself and another guy that I work with checked into Foursquare saying where we were. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe so- five minutes later, the phone rings at the restaurant and the girl behind the counter goes, is any, is someone here by the name of Chris biting? Right. I'm like, uh, that's me. And all of a sudden I start freaking out because you know, my, my cell phone didn't ring. So, and she goes, well, you have an urgent call and I'm thinking, you know, something happened to my folks or my wife or or something, you know? Right. So I pick up the phone and I, you know, I said, hello. And the person on the end is going, Hey Chris, your car got broken into. I said, what? Like, yeah, your car got broken into the alarms going off. Uh, you need to come back down here and take care of it. Right. I said, um, I'm up in Clifton right now. They're like, well, you know, your car got broken into, uh, the, the, your car alarms going off and, uh, you know, just thought we'd let you know. And then hung up. Well, I sat there for a minute. I'm like, man, that sounds really weird. You know, why didn't you call me on my cell phone? And you know, how did you know I was at this restaurant? Because they called the restaurant. Right. And uh, so one of the guys that I work with called one of the other guys that was still at the office and said, hey, can you go downstairs and go look at Chris's car and make sure it's okay? He said, okay. So um, you know, a few minutes passed by and we're talking about where, where to get, like, you know, my window's broken, where to get it fixed and stuff like that. And I'm still trying to figure out who it was. And I asked the girl behind the counter, I said, you know, what was the number on, on that call? And she said, well, it, it came in as private. I said, oh, that's weird. So then... Um, we got a phone call back from uh, one of the guys at work, and he said, "No, man, uh, Chris's car is completely okay. You know, there's no broken windows or anything like that." So uh, apparently, I got pranked or something yesterday. So it, it just kind of made me start to think that you know this person knew where I was enough to call the place and knew my name, and then screwed around with me. And it just kind of made me stop and think for a minute. You know, maybe I'm maybe I'm giving too much information of where I am at any given time. Hmm. And, you know, maybe those can be a vulnerability. You know, if I'm out and about, you know, let's say I'm, you know, downtown on a Saturday night, you know, boozing it up or whatever I'm doing. Um, and someone, you know, has been targeting maybe my wife or my house or something like that they know that I'm not there. They know that that's in a vulnerable spot right now. That kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, 
you know, I've got a lot of followers on Twitter and Facebook and, and I had a lot of followers on uh, Foursquare and Gowalla. And, you know, I started to think, you know, maybe it's time to do a social media bankruptcy and reestablish friend connections or go through all of them and people I don't know shut out and just go private because this really kind of shook me a little bit. You know, I don't have any enemies that I'm aware of, you know, but maybe I do. I, I don't know. So right now I'm not going to participate in Foursquare or go wallet at, for now. And uh, anything that I talk about on Twitter is just going to be stuff that I'm thinking about, or it's going to be, you know, Hey, I was at this place after the fact. So, right. I, I, I it just really, I, I never thought about it anymore. And I, you know, but before yesterday and, um, you know, I was really gung ho on thing on, on these location based uh, applications. I think they're very cool. Um, you know, broadcasting, telling people where you are, because you know, a few weeks ago, I had someone go, "Hey, I saw your update on Facebook. I was right down the street. I decided to meet you, and you know, he came over, we had a drink, and we hung out, and you know, that didn't bother me. I thought that was cool, but then you know, this experience happened, and uh, you know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go dark for a little while. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I tell you what, um, I'll probably see if I can just pull out the audio clip from this and bring this up on social media serenity and 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 talk about this a little further on that show but uh certainly can be a scary story um and you know i'm i'm using foursquare now stephanie's using foursquare now and uh, a lot of people have expressed their concern for the service and uh have you seen the the website please rob yeah i have yeah so, I mean, there, there's a lot of that concern out there. I'll tell you what, if anybody listening to Help I Got a Mac is interested in more details about what I think about this stuff and, and where I, I come down on it, I'll be sharing that in the next episode of Social Media Serenity, and I'll just let you know that that'll be episode number 30. Uh, by the way, episode 29, if you're asking yourself, what is Foursquare? What is Guala? Um, episode 29 over at socialmediaserenity.com uh, explains what Foursquare is and... Uh, We'll, we're going to do a little follow-up on that today. So, yeah, Int- Interesting the, story, the, man. The voice sounded vaguely familiar, but I don't know who it was. Yeah. So It, it was... And a, you know, the, I, I, I know it was a prank, but... You know what? It, it could have been a lot worse, you know? Uh, when, when, you're, you're, when you're at somewhere and they say you have an urgent call, and the, the, I asked the lady, and she said, yeah, the person in there said it was extremely important that he talked to you. I'm thinking, you know, dude, what if that was, you know... Yeah, you know, my heart stopped for a second when I got that when I held the phone because you know, I thought you know something happened to a, a loved one or something, and yeah, it's just not cool, man. I mean, and I, you know, they could have even taken it even further and said, you know, your wife got in a car wreck or something like that, and just really screwed with me. And thank God they didn't. Yeah, um, but you know, it's probably it ruined it ruined my lunch, and that you know, yeah, I was having a really nice lunch, right? <laughs> it and, ruined, it. and you know, and 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 the the thing is, the to- the guy's a total. And I'll even say it: the guy's a total ass for doing it. All right. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. And, and I said I, I kind of blew up on Twitter about it. I, and I, I <laughs> the, the the quote I said is, um, where did I put that? Oh, <laughs> so I deleted Foursquare. Uh, I would just like to find the person who pranked me and hit them with a bar stool. There you go. I, I just would. I mean, it's yeah. just like, dude, what are you thinking? You know, you know, and the and the person probably thinks that they taught you a valuable lesson, and and they that they did it out of genuine concern for you. You know that, yeah, that exactly. You know, exactly. it's 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 kind of it's like those people who say, you know what, I sent you the link to pleaserobme.com, and you kind of just blew it off, and and you know now I'm going to teach you a lesson. 
You know, and it's it's like you know what it, it, that that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know who. I mean, if anything, they've they've. I'm kind of a, a, an advocate for maybe a little more less openness on the web. You know sure. what I mean? Like, I I don't need everybody to know that you know I'm enjoying a, a tasty you know euro in Clifton yeah. until after I'm done eating it. Maybe. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and well, yeah. I, well, I, like I said, right? Yeah, I th- and and I'll just I'll just mention it here. It's like the thing is, is do you completely turn these things off or you know? The thing is, though, is you don't have to broadcast to everybody where you're at and all these other things. So, I, I, and, and when you do it, but um, you know, I, it is it is something worth considering and, and continuing to talk about. But I, I'll tell you what, we'll move the com- I'm going to move the conversation and the follow up of this story over to SMS. You're you're welcome to call in there if you want to today. I know that you got to work though. But uh, what time's that show? Ten? Uh yeah, ten o'clock. If I get in and I'm not too terribly busy, maybe I'll call in. That's cool. That's cool. So anyway, let let let's do talk about some Apple products, and of course, the, the, I think this is totally related because you know it it happened on your iPhone, and it and it's a a service that's probably been made available due to the iPhone platform, and and their you know social networking on the mobile yeah. and on the go is very much uh, part of this show. And so, if anybody didn't like that story, I apologize, but you know. I still believe it, it was it was very much <laughs> apropos to what we're talking about here today. It is funny. It's almost like I blame Foursquare, but not Koala. <laughs> yeah, because Foursquare's got a little bit more like, "Hey, you're at blah 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 with blah blah blah." You know, why don't you go do this? You know, where Koala's like, "Hey, uh, it's kind of like geocaching. Like you can drop like a trinket somewhere and someone can find it." You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I, I didn't delete my Koala account yet. I deleted both apps off my phone. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, who knows? You know, in a few months or a few weeks, I may say, you know, whatever, you know, get back on it. Especially if if the person who did it comes forward and says, "Yeah, I was just joking around." Yeah, dude. you know, I'm, I'm gonna give <laughs> you a, better I'm, duck, buddy. I'm, I'm gonna give them a piece of my mind. I'm a, and if you don't know me, I'm a pretty big dude, uh, but I'm not a violent person. So. That I'm is, a I'm a pacifist. That but, is funny, hey, but yeah, I was not happy. Okay, anyway. That's On funny. to the news, my friend. Yeah, let's see here. How many downloads in the out in the iTunes store these days, man? This is songs only. This is this not is just songs. Yep, Apple sells now. Now, real quick before I before I say this figure, uh, in two thousand three, Apple released the iTunes Music Store. Uh, it was a very big experiment. No one was really sure if it was gonna. You know, people were downloading stuff off Napster and Kazaa and all that stuff back in the day for free, right? Yep. It was easy to get music and not pay for it. And it still kind of is. Um, and Apple said, you know what? We can sell downloads and let's sell them at 99 cents a track or 10 bucks an album, this, that, and the other. Fast forward, you know, seven years later, Apple just announced they sold their 10 billionth iTunes song. 10 billionth. No, that, that's, that's awesome stuff. And I, I'm, I'm glad that it finally showed that if you make this stuff available, that you, you can sell music online and people will pay for it. You know, I think people have realized once it's once you reduce the barrier of entry, once you know that you get a good experience, the quality is really good and it's easy to do. People will gladly pay money for it. Right. Exactly. And, and you know, I have no problem uh, paying for, for music. If I really like a song, I just don't want to have to buy an entire album. The only thing though that I hate about iTunes is that every now and then you'll get a song that is totally awesome, but they will only sell you that song if you buy the entire album. Exactly, yeah, and that's not really Apple. That's more of the record label. Because gotcha. record, the the record industry hates individual track sales. They just really do. They they really would rather you buy the whole album and get 
you know, one or two good songs and the rest of them are all bunk. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, I use iTunes. I also use the Amazon MP. I think the Amazon MP3 store is awesome. Uh, I used to be an e-music subscriber where you, you know, you pay like 10 or 15 bucks a month and you get 30 or 40 downloads, you know? So there's a lot of ways to get music nowadays legally and even streaming, you know, music, especially on your mobile devices is a really, really great way to get introduced to music, you know, Pandora and Slacker and, um, radio IO and stuff like that. Those are all awesome. So it's good to see that, you know, the music industry, at least in my eyes is doing good, or at least the awareness is out there. People are listening to music. You know, if you go through the, um, the most purchased songs on iTunes, I, I, I'm a little sad to say that the music tastes of, of people as a whole aren't very good. You know, we're, we live in a world where the black eyed peas have the most selling song on iTunes, no but doubt. you know, whatever. Well, I, I'm not I, gonna, like, I like the black eyed peas songs. I don't, but that's okay. That's fine. I'm a music snob. I, I made the mistake, though, <laughs> of, of watching one of their videos. Ugh. Hey, well. <laughs> it's, the whole thing's painful. But anyway, yeah, so 10 billion songs. It's awesome. Uh, the, uh, Apple's selling a lot of apps. It's, it's pretty much a license to print money now. Um, and, you know, it used to be that Apple said, hey, um, you know, we provide this service to sell hardware, which, which is true. Uh, but I really think that Apple's turning a profit now. Um, maybe not huge, but definitely uh, making money. I mean, if each one of those songs sold for a dollar, it's $10 billion. Yeah. Um, you know, Apple's got like, I don't know, 18 or 19 billion in the bank. They're a debt-free company. So it's all gravy, I think. I love a debt-free company, my friend. I you love debt-free companies. They're not going anywhere. Exactly. Hey, PC World World uh, did a study talking about um, AT&T's networks. Uh, and they came back and says they've done a drastic makeover. What do you think of this? You know what? I haven't I haven't had nearly as many problems in the past, I'd say, two or three months on my iPhone with drop calls and stuff than I had before. Yeah. So I, I, at least my experience has been getting better on the network than it was before. Yeah. I, I when the when the iPhone three GS came out, you guys will remember on this very podcast. I literally said, you know, I'm ready to just throw my iPhone out the window. I mean, it was it was unusable. It was it was not it was not a phone. It was it was pretty much just a Wi-Fi. It, it was just an i. It was like an iPod. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how useful my phone was here in the Cincinnati area. But I will say that about four or five months in, um, they sent out an email saying, "Hey, we're adding some new towers. We're doing this. We apologize." And since then. Nothing. I mean, I've I've had no problems at all in my area. So I, I'm I've got good, sturdy, solid connection now with no issues at all. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, AT and T. Uh, basically, what they did is they they did the study back through from December of '09 through January 10, 2010, and they compared AT and T to Sprint, Verizon Wireless, and T Mobile. And uh, they covered, let's see here, 13 broadly representative cities in the United States. And uh, during the study, 51,000 separate tests were run in which 850 square miles and 7 million wireless subscribers were covered. AT&T showed marked improvements over the figures from similar study conducted back in March and April. So basically, they compared this study in November and January um, through January from they compared that to similar study they did back in March through April of the same year last year and basically what they did find is that AT&T had the fastest download speeds for th- wireless 3G 
Uh, AT&T had the fastest download speed of 11 out of 13 cities uh, and the fastest upload speed in all 13 cities using notebooks, either with a built-in 3G or an external 3G device um, modem. As far as smartphones, uh, AT&T had the fastest download speeds in nine of the 13 cities and the fastest upload speeds in all 13. And of the smartphone carrier-based solutions, the AT&T pairing had the fastest download and upload speeds, although reliability slightly trailed the T-Mobile G1 combination. So anyway, (laughs) it it, it looks like AT&T is improving. And, uh, you know, maybe it's not so bad that that AT&T had the iPhone. But but then again, I wonder what it would have been like had, you know, another carrier had them. But I, I, I like I think I think all the carriers would have had a similar problem. I yeah. really do. I do. It's just there's I, I don't go throughout a day uh, without seeing someone with an iPhone. And I don't mean the guys that I work with every day or or my friends. I mean, just out and about walking around. I always see someone with an iPhone. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just—it's ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> and all I, those people are, those, and all those people are consuming data. You know, when when you had a BlackBerry, not you personally, but I'm just saying, when when someone had a BlackBerry, I guarantee they didn't use the web and applications that access the web nearly as much as people who have an iPhone. Now. Oh, absolutely not. I'm sure that there are people who browse the web and saw a reader, but and and. Stuff like it, but no, not not hitting the web like we do today. And the web browser on the BlackBerry still is terrible. Still, yeah. I mean, the Storm Two and all that stuff—they're nice phones, but terrible web browser. Well, I'm 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 a huge fan right now of AT and T, uh, and I was a huge fan before my issues when the 3GS came out. But, yeah, I used uh, to be a singular subscriber back yeah, in the day. I I'm did. a Razor because I was cool. I was a singular subscriber, but then before that, I was an Ameritech subscriber. Oh, uh, okay. I had, you know, all the way back to the original uh, Motorola bag phone, my friend. Wow, I used to be a. Let's see. All right, let, let's get a little nostalgic. It's kind of a wrap. <laughs> okay, my first, first I had pagers and stuff because I was, you know, yeah. I worked for Best Buy and that's what we got them for free. Um, my first cell phone was a GTE wireless phone. Uh, it was the first PCS phone, the first data, you know, uh, and the digital phone. It was the Sony Ericsson that had like this flip top ear thing. It was like a candy bar phone, but the top of it flipped. It was awesome. I loved that phone. Uh, so yeah, I went to GTE. Where did I go after that? Uh, I don't think I had a phone for a while after that. And then I went, uh, I was on uh, Nextel for a long time. Uh, yes, Nextel, just because I had a friend of mine who worked for a Nextel store, so I got the hookup. And, I, then, I had a, and then I had a prepaid one for a while just because my credit was terrible. <laughs> I, had, I went back to Nextel, and then I went to, to, to Singular. I had the Nextel just because I wanted the walkie-talkie feature, which, by the way, I really liked. The walk- I did, too. I, I had a bunch of friends that, that were all on it. It was just kind of nice to just ping them and find out where they were. Yeah, I, I think it would be cool if the iPhone had a walkie-talkie feature. Yeah, some people hated it though. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's some people will hate anything. Steve Jobs, <laughs> man, just turned fifty-five years old. I know he's he's a little younger than my dad. My mm-hmm. dad's fifty-eight. <laughs> but yeah, Steve Jobs turns fifty-five. So here's to another year of uh, of Steve's health. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, awesome products coming out. Let's bring out that iPhone now that you're not get done eating your vegan cake. So get that new iPhone out. Exactly. I'd love to I'm see champing them. at the bit to get the new iPhone. <laughs> of course, I want. I just, when does the iPad come out? 
Next month. Next month. All right. Because I, I, I'm really wanting an iPad now. If I know Apple, you know, they say it comes out in March. I'm thinking, you know, the very like Friday and the last day of the week is when they'll start shipping. Yeah. It's just how they roll. All right. What about this next story? Tim Cook, what's he got to say? Yeah. Tim Cook confirmed at a Goldman Sachs press conference uh, the day before yesterday that Apple is calling themselves a mobile device company officially. Officially. Which is kind of weird. Um, the traditional model of having companies sell different things, hardware, software, peripherals, just doesn't work on today's world, according to Cook. So Apple's no longer a computer company or an OS maker, though he does say that OS X scales just fine down to the smaller devices or a media giant. Its main focus is mobile devices. Uh, side projects like the Apple TV are, quote, just a hobby. And I'm thinking, like, mobile device. Well, if you think about the iPad, mobile yeah. device. Yeah. If you think about... You know, the, the best-selling Macs are all laptops, mobile devices, and, of course, the iPhone and the iPod. They're all mobile. Everything's a mobile device. You know? Right. You know, the, they're still going to sell the Mac Pros. They're still going to sell the iMacs, and, you know, they're still going to sell things like Final Cut and stuff like that. But, you know, those are considered niche items now, you know. Um, and, that, you know, that's fine with me. Yeah. You know, they still make the, the best computers in the world, I think. Yeah. And, um, and they, ba- they make the best mobile devices. I agree. I'll be honest with you. I've I've got a little netbook, and the iPad is more appealing to me than a netbook. Mm-hmm. Um, I figure if I'm not going to have a full size, and then I know that there are key, there are netbooks with full size keyboards, but still, um, I, I I finally got around, finally got around to actually watching the entire iPad keynote, and I think he was exactly right when he was talking on on the stage about the fact that you know we've got computers and we've got the i you know the iPhone. Uh, we've got so we've got these you know portable phones uh, or smartphones. He says we've got desktops, we've got laptops, we've got the you know, we've got the uh, portable smartphones. But there we there's this something in between, and netbooks aren't you know netbooks something that's better at the in between, better at a lot of things. And yeah, he, he called said, a netbook a cheap laptop, which really that's what it is. It is. It is a cheap. They're not, and he says they're not better at anything. You know, and I lo- and yeah, and you know what. A lot of people are still saying today that they'd love to have an iPad with OS X on it. And I, you know, gosh, how, how I mean, and, and I hate to say this and I don't want to even sound like a fanboy because I am not, mm-hmm. but I will say this. I'm not sure that I believe, you know, that, that OS X, you know, you know, having snow leopard on a tablet is really what I want personally, because that's a lot of resources. I, what's really appealing to me is number one the ebook you know i i'd love to just have a nice ebook and number two i want the 10 hour battery life mm-hmm. you know and and to be able to watch videos and and do all the other stuff is just an extra added bonus yeah so anyway i that that's what i'm thinking I, i'm thinking that i like the ipad and i can't wait to get one and looking forward to it yeah, not to mention the fact that apps that they're going to build out of it. I mean, you, you saw the Wired magazine ad. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Um, I can't remember. Did we? I don't know. But if you guys haven't seen it, go to um, just go to YouTube and type in Wired magazine iPad, and it's just it's an amazing video mm-hmm. about how Wired is actually developing for that. Oh yeah, the magazine. Yeah, yeah, the magazine. And, uh, and, and the, just that's, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. And I'm looking forward to books 
you know, I, I think books, authors of books are going to start putting video inside of the books that you purchase from them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, do, uh, let me, t- let me tell you my ideal world. Uh, my ideal world would be where if I get, let's just say if I, if, number one, I want to say that I'm hoping that the iPhone for Kindle or the Kindle for iPhone app, I hope that they make a Kindle for iPad app because Kindle right now, in my opinion, has the best ebook experience because of their syncing ability to the server and the multiple devices. And, you know, you, you can pick up reading on your iPhone where you left off on your iPad if you happen to be at the doctor's office and you don't have your iPad with you. And then, yeah. of course, you go be- to bed at night and, and there you go. You're right back to where you left off at the doctor's office. I mean, it's just all those kind of things. There's the highlighting and there's the note taking and all that syncs back. And there's even, you know, uh, PC and there's soon to be a Mac version of software that that'll sync back to. Just I, I, I love all of that. The thing, though, is that the Kindle hat, what the Kindle has that the iPhone uh, or that the, ki- the Kindle for iPhone doesn't have is the Kindle will actually read to you. It'll read the book to you. Now, what I would like and, and I would be willing to pay more money for this, by the way. But I would love authors to put together on the iBook store. Let me uh, throw my uh, studio thing off here. Anyway, um, what I would love authors to do is to release an ebook version and bundled with it is the audio version. Not the, not the computer doing voice over IP, mm-hmm. but, but, but the actually, actual Kindle. yeah, the actual Kindle bundled together. That'd be cool. And and if the app and if the book could be available and then all of a sudden it will read along on the page or you could do them independently. I, I don't know. Those those are the kind of things that I could really see as being useful. Yeah, I agree. I I think that would be awesome. Anyway, so so you're still are you still of the opinion you don't want an iPad yet? The first gen? Yes. Okay. I I'm just interesting. I interested to see. I, I I'm wondering how long you break down? Because here's the deal, Chris. You're gonna get one. <laughs> You're gonna get a first gen iPad, and and I'm predicting that right now. I'm just I'm just wanna. And if if people want to call in and they want to like they want to call in their um their uh, guess on what date Chris will finally make the change in his mind, <laughs> then uh, you know. Or actually, I'll tell you what. Guess the date. Call in and guess the date that Chris will actually purchase. Will he purchase the day of or how long after? You're terrible. Well, the thing is, dude, you had an Apple TV. Come on. <laughs> you had the hobby device. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, but that was also you know, buck ninety nine, not, you know, five hundred dollars. Yeah, well, I'm saying we'll see. I, 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 I You'll have one. Okay. All right. So uh, I got a couple other stories that I want to bring up here. Um, and then we're going to, we'll, we'll wrap things up. Um, the iPhone. Oh, no, that, that's definitely not something I'm interested in. Okay. Uh, Best Buy to sell the iPads. I think that's good to hear. Uh, so, mm-hmm. that, so that if you have a Best Buy in your area, you won't have to travel all the way to a, um, an Apple store, which uh, is very cool. I hope that you'll, I would imagine you're going to be able to get, uh, either the Best Buy plan, which they have pretty decent plans on their electronics, man. You know, yeah, they're, they're, well, the financing is really good there too. Yeah, I'm not interested in financing, but <laughs> but I am interested in uh, 
their their breakage plan I think is a little bit more liberal than Apple's. Mm-hmm. So that's good stuff. Um, also, want to let you know that Apple is creating an explicit category for the App Store, which I am I'm pretty excited about this because if I go into <laughs> No, this <laughs> just the, just the way you said that is funny. No, I'm really excited they're building an explicit section. No, I am. I I'm ex- I'm excited that they're building an explicit uh-huh. section, and I I know how that sounded. But what I'm excited about is the fact that they're finally going to put the soft porn apps in the explicit category. So they're going to take all those half naked women showing up on all these little icons out of the productivity and the you know the photos and the lifestyle category. Right, exactly. You know, there's, I, I don't, I, I sit there and I'll browse through and I want to see the top 25 and it never fails that it's, you know, uh, naked teens. And, and it's like, whatever. You know, I, this is, this is crap. And I thought, and, and I remember the keynote for the iPhone when he announced the iP, the, the, the store, you know, they wouldn't let app applications in there. But man, they've got they've got all this porn in there, and I know that's mm-hmm. not hardcore porn, but it, it's it's softcore porn, and yeah. and uh, you know I it, I just don't like seeing it, and and it was actually making my uh my I frequented I was beginning to frequent the app store less and less as more and more of those apps showed up, mm-hmm. and and literally I mean they 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 just dominate so many categories. And it's just like, yeah, that that's ridiculous. So I'm glad to hear about the the explicit category. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I agree. All right, and then the other, the last story that I have that uh, I saw, and this is on the unofficial Apple weblog as well. Uh, college offers freshman choice of iPad or MacBook. So there are a lot of colleges out there that uh, uh you know they offer a free uh, Apple computer to incoming students. Of course, it's funded by their own tuition. Of course. But mm-hmm. George Fox University is the first that's going to allow students to choose whether or not they get an iPad or a MacBook. Now, the part of me says, like, dude, I'm still going to get the MacBook because it's a it's a much higher value. Right. Uh, but at the same time, they're saying, you know, this is a great idea for people, for students who already have their own laptop. And that that makes a lot of sense. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, if if the money's just going to go to waste otherwise, and when I say go to waste, it's like it's their money. But then again, here's here's my suggestion. My suggestion is get the MacBook, sell it immediately, and go get yourself two iPads. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously. I mean, it's like that's just silly. So students. <laughs> Listen here, economy lesson run to 101, get the MacBook for free, sell it and go get an iPad and then you have you have uh you have money in your pocket. Sure. All right, one last thing and then we're going to wrap things up. This is a call from our good friend Andy Traub. Hey Chris and Cliff Andy Traub of andytraub.com and the greatest podcast in the world other than Podcast <laughs> Answer Man, Business Tech Weekly. Hey Guys, I got a question. I would love to get a Mac, and I think I'm going to be getting one in the next few weeks. And my decisions, and I've got a couple decisions to make. First, do I go with the basic MacBook, or do I upgrade it to like a 15-inch MacBook Pro? Because, you know, this is going to be my only laptop. I have my portable machine. You know, I, I like to buy quality, and so I'd like to make a purchase and be done with it for a long, long time. But they're always upgrading them. So the question is, MacBook now 
and just spend a thousand bucks or upgrade to the MacBook Pro, a 15 inch uh, for 1600 bucks or 1500 bucks or so. And then once I'm once I'm there, you know, do I need to wait for the new MacBook Pros to come out? Because I heard they're going to come up with faster chips or whatever. You know, I mean, it's just hard. Apple's always improving things. So first that question, MacBook or MacBook Pro? And secondly, um, the glossy or non-glossy screen. You know, I've heard mixed reviews. So would appreciate your, uh, your thoughts on that. And just so you know what I'm going to be using it for, I'm going to use iMovie a lot for editing uh, videos that I'm doing. And in general, I just need a reliable machine, and I know a Mac will be great for that. So God bless, guys. Keep up the great work, and we'll see you around the community. All right, Andy, thank you so much for your question. And Chris, what are you thinking, man? I'm thinking you should wait. Uh, rumor has the new uh, MacBook Pros and MacBooks are what uh, new chip upgrades are right around the corner. So I would wait another month or two and then and then buy that 15 or I like the 13, but that's just me. So, but yeah, if you want to get, get the 15, go for it. My, yeah, my my suggestion is don't go with the white MacBook, the the entry level. I would definitely go with the uh, the at least the 13 aluminum. The the question though, and this this depends on what kind of he says he definitely wants to do a lot of iMovie. If you are if you have a camera, if you have a video camera that that comes in using the uh, FireWire. You might want to go up to the 15, I believe, because the 15 is the one that has the FireWire port still in it. 13 has FireWire. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, well then there I, you go. I use it. I use it all the time. All right, but I think he's got a Kodak ZI8, so it's got an SD anyway. Which one of those? Ha- one of those computers these days has an SD card built in, doesn't it? All the MacBook Pros do. All the MacBook Pros have SD cards, so even that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I, I guess go 13. Go 13. The, the 15's a bit of a bigger computer if you need a bigger screen. You know, the, yeah, but the, the, the low-end 15 has the same video card as the 13-inch. So you're not getting any, any advantage. All, all, the only advantage you get is a bigger screen. Yeah. I would, and and, and this, the, you still have the, you have the portability of the 13. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the studio, and, and I happen to know Andy's got a couple of these HP gigantic um, you know, monitors in his, in his uh, office there. Yep, you that's know, what I did. I bought a 23-inch widescreen, and that's what I use at home. Exactly. And so just get yourself a 23-inch widescreen uh, for the difference in price that you would have paid, or actually probably less than the difference in price you would have paid between the 13 and the 15. And then you have the best of both worlds. You basically have the you have the bigger, much bigger screen in the studio, and you have the much greater portability when uh, out on the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I will say this, though. Um, depending on when you need this thing, if you do need it right away, my feeling is that sure, new processor speed's going to come out. But as far as I know, you know, you're using iMovie and you just need an overall generally reliable computer. I, I can't imagine that there's anything that I would say, you know, that that the current model that's on the shelf today would not be excellent for you. Mm-hmm. You know, there if there's always going to be a new model of the Mac coming out you know it's just it just never fails but uh i was hanging out with dg hollams a co-host of the about the church podcast and uh he has a he has a macbook pro it is five years old and that thing is just as snappy just as fast as it was the day he purchased it and it's just as fast as mine which is much newer and it's just as fast as it, it, well, as far as just as fast, maybe the processor is not as fast, but it is it the as far as what you can see and and how things react on the computer itself is just as fast. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So his MacBook Pro is five years old. So that's a couple processors ago, and it's still snappy and speedy, and and it is a productive a productivity workhorse. Yep. So yeah, I'll probably keep my 13 inch for a few years. There you go. So Andy, I'm saying that if you need one, you could pick up the 13 inch MacBook Pro that's available today, and you're going to be fine. I believe you'll be fine for several years, and it'll be a reliable computer computer. That'll do every bit as good for you as the newer processor will. So if you can wait, certainly wait. But if you can't, then uh, just know that the 13-inch that's out there today would be just fine. And yep. neither one of us suggests that you go to 15 unless you really want it on the road. So anyway, everybody, thank you for calling in. Uh, your questions, 859-795-4067. Until next time, join the community. Join the community.